Welcome to Breakthrough, the podcast that helps you to get unstuck, move forward, move on, and finally break through to that next level that you have been looking for. I'm Mickey Ruthman, transformational breakthrough coach, speaker, and author, and your host right here on the Breakthrough Podcast. So get ready to break the barriers and break the limitations, and let's dive right on into this week's episode of Breakthrough. On this week's episode of Breakthrough, I speak to Dylan Kolstadt, the founder and CEO of Shift One Digital and Digital Marketing Academy, about whether you should go digital or not go digital as a business or a brand. So if that is you, do stay tuned and enjoy this episode of the Breakthrough Podcast. Right, guys, welcome to the Breakthrough Podcast. It is such an honor to have today's guest here. And it's taken us a while to get together, but I'm super happy to introduce Dylan to you guys. But Dylan, I just want you to jump in, say hi to our audience and tell them just a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much, Mickey. My name is Dylan Colstead. I am the co-owner of Shift One Digital, a B2B digital marketing agency, as well as the Digital Marketing Academy. Both have been going for about 10 years now, and we specialize in making an impact, doing marketing that makes sales that's the the bottom line is that we're i'm a sales marketing manager by 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 experience by trade by studied sales and marketing and everything for me is about like let's grow your business you know brand build yes amazing but definitely let's make you sales okay fantastic and i think that is exactly why i wanted to have this chat with you today because i think the last two years digital has exploded we were kind of forced to go into a digital world the last two years especially you know i was thinking the other day um even the the businesses that never ever entertained the idea of doing something digital um if you take hairdressers i mean in the last two years when they weren't allowed to operate during the lockdowns some of them started opening online shops online stores um they were selling shampoos and conditioners and hair colors and all sorts of stuff so i think it's it's kind of propelled digital to the forefront, but I do think it's still a very scary world for a lot of lot of businesses out there. And I do think it's it's very misunderstood. You know, there's a lot of myths and things around going digital, which is why I wanted us to have this chat today. I wanted to speak to an expert who can mm-hmm. really just speak to people out there and say, this is what digital is. This is why it's great or not great for you. And we're going to get into that in today's chat as well. So my first question to you, Dylan, and this is a question that I get a lot because I think it's such a a huge topic and such a big world that not everyone knows what exactly it means to go digital. So give us a bit of an idea. What does it mean for a business to go digital? Yeah, I think in the olden days, um, you know, you would do flyers. You know, I can, I'm that old that we did fax fax marketing like I was a fax spammer one of my very first jobs I like had to fax people you know so um and I think in the olden days you didn't know where your marketing money was going and who was seeing it and which was which was affected was it the billboard you know was it the flyer was it the tv ad was it the radio ad and now with digital, you can literally track each conversion and every single click that, and from, you know, from every channel and even across multiple channels. So now people are like, they'll see a Facebook ad and they might Google it and they might see your Google search ad, but not click, but it all builds this journey. Then they might land on your website. They may download a, a, a white paper or a free ebook. And then they end up, um, you know, getting some emails some drip feeding emails and then they convert via the email 
but you realize that there's this whole journey that's gone into building this uh, trust and this sale, you know, so you can even attribute your marketing across all of these different channels now, just all through the power of digital marketing. So it makes your take your money further and it's way cheaper, way more effective, way more trackable. So I think there have been a lot of companies that have been slow to adopt this. Um, but I do agree with you, everybody. There's the flight to digital that has definitely been a thing. You know, in the beginning when COVID hit, we like we lost all, like 70% of our clients we lost. We had to do like a mini retrenchment. But uh, within a couple of months, we we literally, we've never been done so well. Everybody is calling us. We have to turn away so much work. In fact, if you're a small freelance digital marketer or small freelance agency and you need sales, reach out to me. I can send you so many leads, just clients that are too small for us now. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like I said, I think people were kind of forced to adopt the digital world, whether they wanted to or not, and whether it was a scary place for you or not. But in hindsight, looking at everything that's happened, because here's the thing, digital has not just been around for the last two years. <laughs> I think a lot of people actually just realized that there's so much more you can do online in the last two years because they were forced to do it. But it's been around for what, most of almost a decade, more than a decade. And it's really just been growing since then. But from your perspective, is it really any and every type of business that can go digital, that can take their business and their marketing online? Absolutely. Like, I don't know many companies that don't, that shouldn't be doing digital because your audience is online. It's all about your audience. Is your audience online? Are they, they may not be active on, you know, Facebook. So let's say you are trying to reach developers. Uh, traditionally developers they're pretty savvy in terms of you know privacy and what mark zuckerberg is up to and so they're traditionally not on facebook but you'll definitely find them somewhere else you might find them on reddit or you might find them on you know seo googling things or you know an article they might follow a blogger so you will find your audience online all and you know look at older people you can't even say anymore like oh, i have an older audience they're not online everybody's grandmother's on facebook these days so you'll find every single audience. The great thing is you can build these microscopic tribes, these little, very, very niche little audiences of very specific messaging um, through through the power of online. You just need to find that little audience, find where they are on their, are they on a Facebook group? How can you add value to their lives? And um, and and you can actually become very, very niche with digital marketing, which is, which is amazing. Yeah. Well, let, let's use an example. And I mean, if you take, I think I find a lot of people as well speaking to me about, but I'm in retail. I don't want to reach the whole of the net and the whole of the world out there. And they kind of see digital as it just has to do with, you know, the whole world. Everybody is, is on there. And that's great. But they don't seem to realize that it's so advanced now that you can zone in and zoom in specifically on the area and the type of client that you're looking for. So, um, I do think it's key for people to understand that the digital world, although it's big and it's connecting us with the whole world, you can actually zone in on your geographical area, your exact type of client that you're looking for. I mean, um, not just one or two of the platforms, but all of them are working with so much data. I think they know your customer even better than you do. And if you use this, not just to build your brand, like you said, and, and build relationships um, with people on the net, but also to get your brand message out there, to build a community. I mean, if, if you think back to, you were saying earlier on about the days of faxes and uh, before we started the call, we were speaking about television and things like that, that used to be the main channels, television advertising. But 
Yes, you were able to get feedback to see what your return on investment is on those campaigns, but you weren't really getting to know your customer sort of on a ground level, which I think digital is, is allowing people to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. And um, I've actually got a free downloadable. I was like, I'm actually on it right now looking at it, a target market template. You, uh, I'll give you the link, Nick. You can put it in the description. It, it's for me. It's like it's so critical. Any new audit client that we get, this is where we start. It's unpacking your audience, mm-hmm. and a lot of people there's a jumble in their head when it comes to their audience. And when your mind is jumbled, your content's going to be jumbled. And so I need you to take this little Excel table and outline your audiences from start to finish. You know, your let's say your three or your four key audiences. Unpack them across like who are they what are their needs what do they look like how old are they is do they have a um any defining characteristics um and the more niche you are the the more uh targeted you can be in the and the the more relevant your message will be and the greater your responses so um so i completely completely i think you're 100 percent on the on track and you can even like you said geo target to like durbanville divorcees high income you know facebook you know google used to know the most about you but now facebook has definitely overtaken them and facebook ads are dirt 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 cheap so it's just about sort of creating these little audiences setting them up and then creating content that is very niched to them because if you're trying to reach everybody you're just going to reach nobody Mm. so um and and it's difficult because it's very time consuming and you as an entrepreneur might be sitting there going i don't have time for this and you as a marketing manager might be sitting there saying, I don't have time for this. And so you just blast everyone with this generic message and you wonder why your content marketing isn't working. Like, you know, what? So so it's very simple. Like what I try to say to people is let Mondays target this audience and Tuesdays this audience and Thursdays that audience. Mm. Um, and let this month be about, you know, mostly this need, like you're overarchingly covered. So you create some sort of a structure so that you don't just like, I don't know what to do. There's just so much to do, so many audiences. Who should I? Why should I? Mm. So you should know, like when you've done your target market table, you should know your most profitable audiences. You should know who your biggest audience is. You should know who your fastest growing audience is. Uh, you should know who your prospective long-term audience is that you're trying to win now for the long term. Um, so you you might be at the moment targeting the biggest audience but they're not the most profitable and you might find that actually your b2b audience is the most profitable but they've got a longer sales cycle so these are the things you need to unpack in this target market table that will help you to identify who to target and who to ignore yeah and i you know i always tell uh, some of my clients as well that the customer avatar is great to have but what i find a lot of people do is they use the customer avatar for their brand but they don't go into actually doing a customer avatar for every single product you have or every single brand under your your company's brand. And, and they kind of, like you said, they just sort of mass market to the whole lot. But not every one of your products is going to be exactly the same target audience, right? Yeah, 100% right. And that's why in this target market table, I even have a little section there, like which products and serve, what are their needs, start with their needs, and then which services of yours are relevant to those needs. Um, so that you match it all up across this beautiful little line. I always say that a, an Excel table solves every problem. <laughs> and uh, and you just unpack it. Because often when I'm speaking to customers, I'll say to them, um, you know, uh, you, you this coffee cup would be great to this audience. And they say, yeah, but what about my um, B2B audience? And they start talking about a totally different audience 
their heads are scrambled mm. because like at the minute I say something, they're talking about another audience and I, then I address that audience and talk about another audience. So like, let's just talk about one audience at a time, see it from start to finish, because here's the power. Once you've done that little table, you'll work out which channels are my customers using. So you might say, um, 40 something year old divorcees in Durbanville. Okay. So which channels are they on? They're on Facebook. You know, they might search some for some things on Google, things to do with kids. Uh, they might, um, you know, so where are you going to go find them? Are they on email? Maybe not so much. So, but then you might have a B2B audience and your B2B audience is completely different. They might be um, techies. They might be resellers. Uh, they'll definitely be on LinkedIn. They'll definitely be on email. They you know, might want to run a webinar for them. So once you've unpacked, let's just say these two audiences here, you know, where are they? Where do I find them? Not where am I comfortable playing? Like, oh no, I don't do Facebook. Or, uh, but where are they? And that's your marketing plan. Then you can say, okay, I'm going to do these three things really well and reach this audience. And I'm going to do these three things really well and ignore the rest. So, because the other thing is like company, people always come to you and say, oh, what about Pinterest? What about TikTok? Are you doing TikTok? And then you're like, oh my gosh. And then like, the, it's usually like the shareholders daughter told the wife who told the chairman and now you're getting pressure to do tiktok and you can at least then as a marketing manager turn back and say tiktok is not on our radar for the following reasons none of our audiences use tiktok mm. <laughs> you know pinterest pinterest is not is on our radar but only for the following quarter that's the plan you know so if you have a structure and a plan you won't always feel like you're being bombarded mm. and you know exactly what you're doing so i think that that might help you know, I, I absolutely love that you just said that because that's exactly why I wanted to have this chat today. Because I think that that has kind of been happening is people are literally just jumping onto platforms because they hear they have to. It's the newest craze or it's the newest phase out there. Um, but it might not be speaking to your audience. And I think there's a lot of, because there's so much stuff. I mean, geez, we, we initially just had Facebook or was it MySpace? I think it was first, but it was never really used for these purposes, I think. But you know, it was first just Facebook and then Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and TikTok, like you said, everything came along. And I think it's created a lot of um, not just pressure, but overwhelm for people because they're trying to play on all of these platforms and be visible on all of these platforms. But I, I love what you just said that, you know, you don't have to play on that platform because somebody said it's the latest craze. It's where your clients are at, your, your ideal clients that you're looking for. Um, that you want to play. But on that note, let's chat about social media for a moment. So is, is going digital, a part of going digital, is being on social media key to going digital? Do you have to go on social media as a brand and as a business? Yes, I, I would say yes. And the reason I say yes is because a lot of companies are going to seek you out on their favorite social platforms. Let's say that, it's, that somebody's heard about you or, or a friend mentioned your brand. The, one of the first places they're going to go to is Facebook to look at your Facebook page. They might go to your Instagram to check out your grid. They might um, go to your website to, to look at your website. And, uh, you know, it's part of building trust. And um, But the kind of content you're creating is so key because if you're creating content that is hard sell, I sell this, I sell this, I sell this, you need this, buy this, that doesn't create trust at all. It's like going on a date with someone and they haven't even told you you're pretty and they're asking if they can go back to your place. You know, you have to create trust. And it, that's why we come back to the target market table. What are the needs of your audiences? What do they need? How are you helping them do life? 
You know, how is your, and that's the content you create 100%. Help your audiences do life better. So if you're an HR uh, software program, uh, then the way you help your audience do life is your HR managers help them write articles on how to retain key staff, write articles on how to motivate staff to continuously study and improve, how, write articles on how to create great culture. And don't write articles on how to use your software and why your software is so great. You know, so um, I would say that social media is key, but you have to do it. You have to do it right. You have to add value. Um, so these days, the, the two starting points for me when I take on any brand is I look at your websites, like, does it do its job? You know, the first four seconds on that site, does it tell me who you are, why I should be there, what the site is about, what do you want me to do, what's in it for me? And a lot of the time when I land on the site, they, I don't even know what you sell without scrolling. I don't even know what you sell. I don't know what's in it for me because they're, they're talking about like uh, navel gazing. It's about me, 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 the brand, as opposed to you, the audience, the visitor, how we meet those needs. And so like the first thing that I do with a brand is I'll sit down and I'll do this messaging workshop. You know, let's just articulate the website, the first four seconds of the of the website. And then that needs to transfer into your social media as well. Like the value that you bring, how how will I feel as a customer after having successfully concluded with you? Whether you're selling pajamas, you know, you make me feel luxury. I sleep in luxury because your pajamas are, you know, the best fabric and blah, blah, blah. But it's just about how you make me feel at the end of using your product or service. And that's really the bottom line. Dylan, yes, I absolutely agree. One of my favorite phrases that I coined a couple of years ago was add value before you sell you. Because I think a lot of people see, especially social media, as this is just a place to sell stuff to people too. But it's not. It's, you know, if, if we think back... Um, you used to, you know, brands used to stay top of mind with various channels with their clients because you would see the ad on television, then you would hear them again on radio, you would uh, read, read about them in a magazine or see an ad in a magazine. So you were constantly top of mind. And I think what, what brands need to realize is, yes, you want to be top of mind with people where they're playing now, which is social media, but you're not just there to push your brand at them because, you know, the, what I think the world of digital has done because so many people have woken up to digital and social media marketing and brand building as well. You know, you're, you're playing in a bigger pool now, actually, because people are, I mean, if you just think of your daily life, you are bombarded by brands and by advertising and by sales Every moment of your life, the moment you pick up your phone, the moment you go on the internet, you are bombarded with brands and advertising and sales the whole time. But you need to stand out, right? And I think you're 100% right, is the way to stand out is add value to them. Show them exactly who you are as a brand. And I, I know that there's been research over the last few years that have shown that the consumer is, yes, they want to know what's in it for them and they want to know um, what your brand stands for, but they, they want to be a part of a brand that actually stands for something, you know? It's not just about the product anymore. I, I completely agree with that. And I love that you're saying that because you know what I found as well in, in the B2B space, um, it's so critical that, you're, that your subject matter experts, your CEO, your whoever is the face of the brand, you know, starts to elevate and speak about what they believe in um, and, and not just be hidden behind the brand. And I mean, like if you look at Elon Musk, he's very much in the forefront. When he speaks, his share prices go up. 
you know so so what we're seeing now is we're seeing um we're seeing b2b influencers b2c influencers starting to to rise from within the company and speak up because they have an authentic thing to say uh because it, it's more authentic than when the brand speaks when a human speaks it's always better than when a brand speaks so if you look at linkedin profiles um <clears throat> my linkedin profile people follow me way more than they follow my companies because they buy into me the same with you Mickey. people buy into you and that's why they use you it's not potentially relevant for all companies like mailchimp i don't even know the ceos of mailchimp and we use mailchimp you know <laughs> but uh but the fact of the matter is if you have something to say and if it is authentic and people want to follow people um you know you've never had this soapbox before like 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 youtube gives you like facebook gives you like instagram gives you this amazing opportunity to be very personal with people um and not be hidden behind the scenes and it it helps with recruitment as well we've got a lot of our clients in the software as a service space are trying to hire developers everybody's trying to hire developers at these days you know if you if you're watching this and you you haven't yet chosen your career sorry my dog just jumped off my lap uh you haven't yet chosen your career, go and be a developer i promise you you will you'll never regret it financially at least um but so you know you've got people looking at companies and and top talent looking at companies they're like i i don't know who i should work for uh, let me work for the one whose vision i buy into and it's all about recruitment and my dog's going out the door. Uh, it's all about it's about recruitment, hiring top talent, retaining your top talent, sharing your vision with your staff, sharing your vision with your followers, inspiring. And not everybody is made for being in front of the camera. You know, you may be more of a podcast person. You know, you 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 may not have a, a face for YouTube. Um, but 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 I think that it's something that you need to consider. And a lot of CEOs are very behind the scenes, and that's where I come in and say, well, fine. Let's elevate your subject matter experts. Let's bring your subject matter experts to the fore and just showcase their knowledge and showcase their passion and their values because nothing communicates it quite like video. Uh, so like when we're doing an, an article, so we'll interview the subject matter expert, we'll write the article on their behalf because none of them have time and we'll write the article and then we'll also do a quick little video and we'll embed the video because some people want to watch the video and some people prefer to scan an article. So we're catering to two different audiences. We might just take the, the the soundtrack and make it into a little podcast. So now you've got a podcast, you've got a, you've got a video, and at the end of the day, you've got all these multiple different kinds of aspects that you can put out and it makes your, your following, uh, the content more interesting than just like the same kind of thing all the time. There's variety. I absolutely agree. And I love that you said that because in the space where I play, which is coaching, learning and development space, you know, I, I tell companies that you, you think you're interviewing people, but they're interviewing you to see if they want to work there. And it's the same with your customer. It's the same with your customer. Your product can be as amazing as you, you can think of. But if you have a bad rep for how you treat your, your staff or how you treat your suppliers for just who you are out in the world, people are not going to buy into that. And I think social media, like you said, has really helped people. I mean, I never knew who the CEOs of many of the companies, the big brands out there were, um, if you didn't really go look. And now you, you kind of feel like you know them, you know their hearts, you kind of know what they're all about, right? And so what their vision is. And I think that's really what um, makes digital amazing for brands and for businesses as well. But I want to kind of just get into the practical and I wanted to ask you if you could perhaps give our audience just sort of a, a success story of a business that perhaps wasn't sure about going digital or didn't really think it would work for them and how things turned out at the end of the day. 
Yes, yes, happily. And I can possibly even share that case study with you. So we we had a um, software as a service uh, client in the shipping space. Um, they launched a new program, which is an artificial intelligence, um, predictive and prescriptive analytics platform uh, as software as a service. And they, they launched it from scratch. And we were there for the very, you know, day one, we built the websites, we started the social media and the CEO didn't really believe in marketing and his uh, co-partner basically didn't believe in it at all and told us digital marketing is a complete waste. Why are you even bothering? And uh, so, and the thing is launching this platform from scratch, they didn't have unlimited budget. So we had to work really cleverly with our money. Um, And it probably took about eight months and they uh, closed one of the, one of the hugest um, companies in the shipping space uh and literally like shut down all their sales because they're like so busy now and um so the case study was yes it we didn't we were not successful in getting a lot of small users uh for them which is what we were had in the beginning hope we would get we were successful in doing is attract the biggest now what happened what we believe happened is that this company and a lot of companies out there the the, the prospective customers started checking them out because they started getting all these emails from people saying, Oh, I've seen this. And Oh, I see you guys have really upped your game. And Oh, I see you really active here. And I, so the, all this energy of us creating content and putting it out and writing articles and doing video and animations and websites. And so we were busy pumping out all this stuff and creating all this value for their audience. And, um, and so the audience perks up and starts watching because they're like, I know this is targeted at me. And I'm just going to wait because it's a totally new brand. And let me just wait and see. And the bigger the company, the longer the sales cycle, because now I may buy in, but I have to, I have to convert my bosses up the chain. So, um, so basically what started to happen was it took a couple of months uh, of companies just watching them and checking them out before they started getting these inquiries. And they got so many inquiries in after that point that they literally are now completely in the recruitment game. So they're like, okay, stop. We, we don't want any more customers right now. Let's just get amazing staff. So it works and it, 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 it works very well. And there's different spaces we plan. Obviously, we're still playing the VTC space where, you know, somebody gives us 30,000 Rand and we make like two or three million uh, for them in like three days. You know, so it, it's totally different. It depends on who you're trying to target, your goals and your budget. And, um, but yeah, it definitely works. I would not be here if we just took people's money and it didn't work. And they're very rare cases where like we'll do something and it doesn't work. And by doesn't work, I always use inverted commas because people will say, oh, the social media is not working. And I'll be like, what does not working mean? It's building community. That's what social media is there for. Ads are there to sell. So if you're talking about sales when you're saying not working, then you have to use the right weapon. Uh, you can't just go and like expect a... a a garden fork to mow the lawn, you know? Mm. So that's also one thing that we're pretty good at is like, if you come up with a different goal, we'll tell you, okay, this works for this goal. This works for this goal. Uh, so don't, you know, we had, we had this big prospective client come to us and they, um, they were like, do this big brand awareness campaign, but it must also sell. And I'm like, okay, but it's two kind of totally different goals. You know, don't come and ask me, why is this not selling when we're doing stuff to build brand awareness and trust and, and then after a while, we can start to look at, you know, converting. And so, yeah, I, I think that's also a bit of an education that needs to happen in the, in, in the space. But that's where we're there, we're there to guide, to guide, yeah, to lead people. Mm. 
I love that. And you're totally right. It's a process because in any, whether it's online or not, I always say, I think people get stuck that it's online in real life. If I had to meet someone for the first time in real life, um, literally just walk up to them in a coffee shop and ask them to marry me, would they say yes? No, they won't. So, you know, online, online relationship building isn't much different to building relationship offline. It's still human beings you're working with, although you're doing it through a screen or through um, technology. And I think you touched on something key there as well. I think that we were speaking earlier on, for instance, about fax machines. Companies who are playing in the digital space now, who are on social media, who are visible there, right, and building relationships with their clients or prospective clients or um, service providers that they want to reach through there are seen as more progressive and innovative because this is where the world is going. This is what everyone's doing. I mean, can you imagine if I um, had to deal with a client and I promote myself as a brand that is progressive and forward thinking and uh, you know, funky and all of that stuff, but I'm not on social media and I, I still ask you to send me a fax versus an email. The, the message is just a disconnect, right? So I do think it's key for businesses to consider actually just, and, and you know what, that, that's going to be my next question, but just to, to kind of not get stuck because I think a lot of people get stuck in the headspace and, and you just mentioned it now as well. Yes, there are a lot of people out there who will promise you the world when it comes to what they can do for you with digital. But, you know, go with the people who have a track record. Find out from other clients, you know, what this agency has done or this person has done for other clients before. Because I think, like you said, there's a lot of people who have gone down this route, either themselves, they've tried it themselves, and that didn't work for them. Or they have perhaps decided I'm going to put, take a small budget and just get some person who says they can do this to do this for me. And then it doesn't work. And then they make sort of the, the overall meaning behind that, that social media doesn't work or digital doesn't work. And, and that is really my next question. If there is somebody listening right now, whether it's a business owner, whether it's someone working in the marketing space within a company, uh, whether it's a SME even, but any type of business who either wants to take their stuff online or, you know, really invest in digital as a channel for marketing and building their brand um, or is perhaps already playing in that space, but have not really put that push behind it as part of their strategy. Where should they begin? Where do they start? Like, what is the starting point to say, okay, right, we're going to make this a priority um, and we're really going to put a push behind this now? I love that question. Um, in the olden days, I would just like jump in with a, with a client and literally start their marketing and work it out as we go along because there was no time to do things properly, but there was always time to, uh, you know, just get started and, and then like work it out. And uh, these days I will not touch a client if we haven't done a marketing strategy session. So the very starting point is, you know, we have to, we have to all align and most companies that I work with, um, you know, they don't have a, a marketing strategy in place, um, either because they don't have a marketing manager. A lot of the software as a service clients, they don't actually have a marketing uh, agent, a, you know, marketing manager. We act as the marketing manager and the department, or they have a marketing manager who's completely snowed under um, because literally just creating social media content is a full-time job. You know, it, writing articles, all of this stuff, it, it's extremely time consuming. So um, the starting point for me is what we'll do is we'll book like a um, what used to be a full day when it was face to face. But now because everything's online, it'll be uh, four two hour sessions. 
and it is a high speed move through the it is a high speed you know like if you take a, a pebble and you flick it over the over the surface of the water it's going to skim uh, it's not a deep dive into every single channel because that will take a lot more time and we can do that i mean we could spend uh, a full day just on email marketing alone we could spend a full day just on facebook alone or on linkedin alone but what it does is it gives us a very very quick um shallow view of you know who's the audience what is your competitive advantage what is the gap and the the place where we spend the most time is this messaging a workshop where we actually work out like what is our big value add uh is almost like your elevator pitch you know like when i when i land on your website what is that big benefit statement that pops out at me and that's really where we add so much value and there's so many insights that come in you know when we do the target market table so many insights when we do a competitive analysis so many insights and then when we get to your brand and i mean we could spend weeks on workshopping your brand but immediately we'll start to see oh wait there's a disconnect here you know like we did this uh strategy session for this hr software and when they came to us they were sort of a blue and white very plain very corporate very banking a kind of software program and when they left they were popping orange with like little characters they just completely we ended up realizing that their brand needs to pop needs to be different needs to stand out so um so so across the whole the whole strategy uh, i think that one of the big values is it aligns it aligns the company team so all the you know executive whoever sitting in on this workshop they get to speak and everybody gets to you know align and also for us as an agency coming on board taking a new client we get to understand the 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 product the the benefit the audience and all of that stuff um and then also ultimately we understand who what our niche is what our messaging is who our audience is you know you know what are we going to go out there and push and where, how are we going to push it and to whom and so i i can't i can't stress the value enough of that little marketing strategy session you know um just in terms of because marketing strategy documents can be often like this word document that rambles on hundreds of pages and yes there's value in there but it's hidden and it's so murky and it's hard for a marketing manager to take this thing and actually like apply it so i work in powerpoint because powerpoint has these it's kind of like headings you know and they you can cluster everything and you get this almost like a a high level snapshot of email marketing all the things we're going to do the best the, you know the, the the right approach to our uh, email marketing podcast webinars we've got it all there the whole channel plan gets unpacked the the, the so that for me is the starting point and then once you've got that in place it'll tell you you know who your audience is which platforms to focus on and usually uh, we have to redo at least your website homepage very very often the website homepage just doesn't cut it at all and we won't come in and say like let's redo the whole site rarely um but but usually we we redo the new home page based on the insights that come out of the workshop and then from there we start writing articles and we might do press and we might do you know um ads and we might create these uh, you know customer journeys for different audience segments um you know so we start then doing all your social media podcasts the whole thing starts to pull together to to create what you know this integrated digital marketing strategy that will uh, achieve you your goals so yeah i think that's the main thing is let's think first let's get the thinking sorted out before we start acting and uh, and then we can really just have a plan and, and we stop every 3 months and review and every 6 months do a big review and every year we do you know an annual review 
Um, and obviously every day we're checking and aligning and optimizing, but I think we have like a three month plan, put it in place. If something's not working, we'll, we'll cut it. Um, if something is working, put more money behind it. If something's not working, we're trying to understand why is it not working, you know, because exactly to the point you said earlier, uh, I've often like gone to a client and said, I think this is the right approach. You know, we tried that and it didn't work. Okay. But like, what does didn't work mean? Uh, you know, it was it the was it the artwork? Maybe the artwork was terrible. Maybe you had targeted the wrong audience. You know, maybe you had, you know, like social selling, for example. We audited a client's um, LinkedIn social selling strategy, and and they have a terrible uh, social selling uh, conversion metric at this point in time. It's like one in one hundred emails that they're sending out will they get a response? And when I, and they could actually turn around and say, it's not working. Okay. They didn't, they turned to us and said, please order to tell us why it's not working and everything was wrong. <laughs> so, so if you say something's not working, we need to interrogate that statement. Like, did you have the wrong goal? Did you have the wrong audience? You know, what didn't work? Because like, you know, this same client who didn't believe in digital marketing now believes in digital marketing, but for a long time, didn't believe in the value of email marketing either. So it took a long time of convincing them, you know, actually email marketing is one of your top, top, top channels for these reasons. But yeah, so that, I don't know if that helps, but get your thinking straight. Um, do, you know, get, get your marketing strategy together. I'm happy to share my marketing templates with you as well, if you want, uh, if it helps. And, um, and then from there, just go out and tackle your platforms in the following order, I would say website and then social media and then everything else you can just start building on from there. Yeah, I love what you just said. Guys, I want to just reiterate what Dylan just said, because that is so important is, you know, in the example you just gave, it does not mean that email marketing doesn't work. You know, that's, it's been proven yeah. to work. It's worked for so many different companies and brands out there, but it could be just something in the process. It could be the content. It could be that you're emailing them too often. It could be, there could be hundreds of things just in that one channel it can be audited. So I fully, fully agree with you, Dylan. I think um, a strategy session is really a starting point. And I, am I allowed to give away a little something to the audience that they might not know about you and me? But I do think that um, it's important for businesses to understand that. And this is why I love agencies like yourself, because, you know, guys, I'm going to say it. When Before Dylan and I jumped on here, we had a quick little chat and just to catch up. And we just kind of touched on the point again of, you know, when you are the person at the head of a company or at the head of your own brand, right? It's, it's your little baby. You do this. You've got these flaps. It, it takes someone on the outside to look at this maze that's going on up here and guide you through it and give you ideas and give it structure. So I fully agree with you, Dylan. I think strategy session really is the, the starting point for, for someone to start unpacking this and getting some direction. And I know that Shift One, your agency is a full service agency, but do you also offer just for the guys that are listening, um, just sort of those types of sessions as a starting point? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So we can just run your strategy for you. We'll give you the document. You can uh, implement it yourself or give it to your other agency to implement. No problem at all. And, and I'm so glad you mentioned that, Mickey, because it, it's, re it's, I will, I'm going to say it's impossible to create your own um, elevator pitch. 
I'm going to just go with impossible. And the reason I do, because like exactly like we were chatting about, it's so hard for me to do it for myself. I'm mm. too close to my own brand. You're too close to, I know all the science about it, but you know, physician heal thyself. It's literally, you know, the cobbler's children's shoes. It's yeah. very, very difficult to elevate, um, you know, elevator up and act as your customer, which is what we do when we come in and do a strategy session like that is we'll act as your customer we interrogate the BS that you're trying to feed us, like, uh, and you can't because you're too close to it. Yeah, so, sure. uh, but yeah, I love doing these sessions because sure. there's always so many insights. It's like mind blowing. A good agency will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Whereas you're, if, if you're the owner of a company and you go to your mom or your husband or somebody else there, just going to tell you what you want to hear. So, yeah, <laughs> I fully agree. Go see the professionals, guys. So, <laughs> That is the starting point, as Dylan said. Dylan, this has been awesome. Um, I think the guys got so much, so much value out of this. And um, if you could just tell them where can they get a hold of you, of your agency. Um, I know you have a beautiful podcast as well and a couple of things happening. So if you could just give them an idea where to get in touch with you as well. Thank you so much, Vicky. It's been such a such a privilege and a pleasure always chatting to you. So yeah, you can find me on shift1.co.za or dylancolstad.com. Uh, you can email me dylan at dylancolstad.com uh, or dylan at shift one or uh, the digital marketing academy um, either way you can just google my name and something will pop up and i'll definitely reply if you if you reach out to me on linkedin i'll eventually get there because i get a lot of messages on linkedin and uh, yeah you can just find me on whichever social platform and i'll i'll get back to you okay great great so guys i will drop those for you in the in the um Notes for the show as well, because I, you'll notice I didn't say Dylan's surname today because I, I'm so afraid I'm going to say it's, it's a Kolstadt. <laughs> that always say yeah, it. The, exactly. That's okay. good. That's good so we'll, we'll get the spelling down. And also just so the guys know, shift one, it's O-N-E, not the number one. It's written shift one. But Dylan, thank you so much for your time and your expert advice today. I really think that our listeners took a lot of value from this and I hope that they reach out to you and at least do that one starting point that we spoke about. Um, just kind of unpack it and get some direction because this is such an awesome channel, guys. Um, I, I cannot say this enough. This is the world we live in, whether we like it or not. I'm not a fan of social media either. I, for me personally, as a person, it is way too much. But it really is if you are a company that wants to grow You've got to grow with the times. You've got to grow with what's out there. And you need somebody like Dylan, an expert, and her team to guide you through this maze. Because it's not as hard as it looks, but get the experts to do it for you. So thank you so much for listening, Dylan. Thank you again to you and for your time. I hope we're going to chat again soon. Thank you, Mickey. So that's it for this episode of the Breakthrough Podcast. And I hope that you found this episode to be thought-provoking and eye-opening and that it inspired you to take action towards living your best life possible because that is truly my intention with this channel and with the content that I share on here. And if you're new here, hi and welcome. Please remember to go and hit the subscribe button for notifications of new episodes as they're uploaded to the channel and to please go and rate and review this channel because I love connecting with you guys and I love hearing from you and it also helps me to reach more people. And then lastly, 
If you found particular value from this episode, I want you to quickly, right now on your phone, take a screenshot of you listening to this episode of the Breakthrough Podcast and go and tag me in a post over on Instagram or on Facebook and um, I'll do a shout out for you and connect with you over there as well. And lastly, guys, as always, remember that you are loved and you are valued and you're amazing and to endeavor to become the change that you want to see. So thank you once again for tuning into the Breakthrough Podcast with me, Coach Mickey Ruthman. Until next time, take care. In all of us, in our hearts, there's love and light that we must realize. We need to feel, we need to use this warmth that could make bright our lives. In all of us, in our hearts, there's love and light that we must realize.